When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. back to another edition of PHLY Union Podcast. I am one of your hosts, J.P. Zapata. Join, as always, with the lovely Renee Washington. Renee, are we selling? Are we buying? It is the topic of today. And how are we doing, Renee? I'm good. I, I'm a bargain shopper. Hey. So I'm ready to... <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. And you know what else has me excited, J.P. and Tyler? You know where I'm going with this. It's our first Thursday episode <laughs> of 2024. We live, people. And I said this earlier in the show, and JP, I'm going to ask you. I'm putting you on the spot. It's okay. such a tough, tough question. I hope you're okay. ready. Have you ever referred to Thursday as either Friday Eve or Friday Junior? Definitely. Definitely just for the excitement. Obviously, who doesn't love a weekend, right? I'm, I, I, ironically, Monday is my favorite day of the week because it is the day you could start off the week on the right note. You're such a positive, Paul. Gotta be, gotta be. So, uh, yeah, I love that. Thursday Eve, I like that. Friday Eve, <laughs> Friday, yes, Friday, for Friday Thursday. Eve. Yes, but Pump yeah, day, because, Friday Eve. It, you know, every day has something you're supposed to look forward to. So, I feel like if we, like... Wednesday, exactly as you mentioned, is hump day. That's midweek. What is Thursday then? Just the day after midweek? Like, we have to have something that's kind of got us excited to look Weeks can ahead. be long, Renee. You got to exactly. put that in your mindset. I like, I like your Monday mindset yeah. of, like, the start of a new week. Let's go. What are we doing here? Tuesday, that's a tough one. It's a tough Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything that's positive I just got to sing that Drake song. <laughs> got the club going. Oh, okay. That keeps me going on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you going. Uh, welcome, Eugene Krabs. Hey. First one here. Nice to have you. Make sure you guys, as you drop in, hit that thumbs up button. Join the conversation. I'm going to get everybody on the Friday Eve, Friday, Friday Junior Eve. mindset for Thursdays. You need something, <laughs> Tyler. You need something positive in our lives. All I can think about is... Jeez. Mean girls, like, like every, like every time you try to sell these points, all I can think of is you're not gonna make fetch happen. And when do no. we, when do we wear pink? Tom? Wednesdays, <laughs> but that's not the point. We should definitely do that. A little pink on Wednesdays here at PHL. We should. Start, you know, I'm just gonna I... start randomly yelling. She doesn't even go here. When Renee says something like this, I like to try to add a little sprinkle of positivity here and there. And so Tyler and I are complete opposites. JP, I love your you're always on my side more likely than not, um, because I do feel like why not? Yeah, like make some cool nicknames happen, some cool ways to refer to the week just to get yourself through. Otherwise, every day just becomes a drag. Whatever healthy ways you guys can get by your days, we absolutely condone that there for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. So I'm glad I, t- I talked about this earlier um, on our Philly show and I've been waiting. I've been waiting to ask you the tough heavy hitter question. So you passed. If uh, honestly, like, do these shows feel the same? Because it yes. feels like both teams are in the same. Yes, here. actually. And it's, it's actually kind of weird because I feel like I'm just repeating myself over and over again and saying the exact same thing. And I'm signings. like, wait That's a minute. It is. It is all deja vu because I'll be saying something about the union. I'm like, I just said that about the Phillies. And the only thing that changes is from the early show to this show is the sun starts to set a little bit. So that makes me even more weirded out because I'm in the exact same seat saying the exact same things. But it's a little later out in the windows that I can see over here. So I don't know. It just it really mentally messes with me. So I'd love for these teams to stop being the same. <laughs> and let's start getting some new problems and some new things to talk about versus both teams right now are very quiet. We're not seeing a lot happening mm-hmm. in the offseason. Waiting for a signing to happen. Watching every other team around the league making signings happen. And so, yeah, I'm feeling very uh, much like a broken tape recorder. We all do. We all do. And I think <laughs> everyone in Philadelphia, especially with our summer teams, we're all sitting here and waiting. And 
And for the union, uh, one thing, obviously, to keep an eye out for is that it may start happening now because this is typically when things start jumping off here for the Philadelphia Union. But uh, I think it's a little bit different because the Phillies actually spend the dough. They have been spending the dough. That is true. Whereas, you know, the union don't per se. What's up, trending in the AM? Make sure you guys are checking out, Phil. What's up, brother? That's a good point. And, uh... Yeah, I am sitting next to a legend right here, trending in the AM. You are absolutely correct. And as you talk about, the difference with the union is that they notoriously have been Mm -hmm. cheaper. And so the Phillies at least have that slight edge where we've seen them, whether it's, you know, even going out and making sure to re-sign an Aaron Nola and things like that. You know, the union, unfortunately, I'm more on the let them walk type of a mindset. So conversations with your captain. Yeah, <laughs> let them walk. We don't feel like paying you, so goodbye. So we have a lot of that to talk about today because uh, we, we haven't had a chance since the new year started and since since last year. Hey. I did that just for you, Tyler. <laughs> we haven't had a chance since last year to really, <laughs> to really talk about the end of 2023 um, and now just kind of what it means moving forward, more yeah, importantly, yeah. you know, looking ahead. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I think we got to start with the man that's the thumbnail and uh, Atulian Carranza. What's up, Will? Nice to have you. What's going on, Thank Will? you, trending in the AM. All right. So Julian Carranza, as we know, we've talked about, has been a name that's come up several times in conversation that mm-hmm. the union probably will not be able to keep him. Yeah. Uh, as we know, he's already had a lot of attention over the years. Uh, Because he coming into the MLS was a guy that was expected to really be, um, you know, a a leading scorer, an an attacker that people are heavily pursuing. And honestly, since he's been with the union, he's been a big part of that. And he has he has reached. I would like to see a little bit more, but he has reached some of that success. And so there have been various reports. I mean, I was kind of going through the pipeline of some of the more recent ones that we saw over the last like six to eight months. You know, this summer we heard the rumors that Julian Carranza was getting interest from teams like Werder Bremen and Olympiacos. In September, it was Gremio, one of Brazil's most traditional soccer clubs that was heavily monitoring him and looking to try to uh, find a way to, you know, encourage and get interest from Julian Carranza to join them. And then at the end of December, it was, uh, I saw an MLS writer, Jonathan Sigal, who wrote a piece and in that was listing various guys that most likely are going to be making moves and will not be coming back to their respective MLS clubs. And Carranza was on that list as well. And in that he was saying, you know, with Carranza entering the final year of his contract. And of course, Ernst Tanner has mentioned at times that they, the union might not act and, and keep him, mm-hmm. that it won't be easy to replace him, but that there's the expectation the union may have to replace him. And then, JP, you, of course, stumbled onto, and we're reading the piece uh, that we just saw from Tom Bogart as well, Tommy which Bogues is also echoing the same sentiments. We have heard this again over and over again, and uh, I'll let you talk about what you read from Tom. Yeah, so for, from the Athletic, obviously Tom writes for them. Uh, with one year left on this contract, Philadelphia Union forward Julian Carranza looks set for an exit sooner or later. There's a bunch of interest for January transfer abroad, but the Union and Carranza will work to find the right opportunity. If he stays in Philly, he could leave on a free transfer next winter. So... A little bit here to keep in mind, time is ticking here because obviously next winter he can leave on a free. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a tricky situation because if you're the union, you do want to get as much value as you can for Julian Carranza. This is a player that gave you 14 and 15 goals the last two years respectively. Right. Important, like you mentioned, important pieces of the attack. We have not had a forward like this in union history so dynamic like Julian Carranza. I like you mentioned the fact that there there have been times with Julian where consistency has been an issue. There's been cold streaks, especially around playoff time, that has hindered you know him and, and I guess his full value there when mm-hmm. you're talking about important matches that you're playing in the sport. But there's no denying. I mean, the, the, the talent is there. I mean, we've seen the, the miraculous goals. He scored bicycle kicks. Like, you name it. It's been He's had those highlight reel goals, an important piece to an important team here in the MLS. So... I know this. what this really means, though, to me, and this is what the first thing I grabbed, was that the signings for the union may take some time. And I mm-hmm. know it's tough for union fans to stay patient because of the year we just had, but it does tell me with this and also the Leon Flock rumors we talked about last week, the union are probably waiting for some dominoes to fall so some more money can come in 
and Intel can start supplementing this team with more talent with that money that they do get, which I guess I know nobody wants to hear that, but I do think that is what's going to happen. And with this report here from Tommy Bogues, shout out to Tommy Bogues. I think that comes to realization here. I think the hardest thing is when you hear about uh, the rumors that are constantly going around about Julian Carranza not being able to come back is his price tag is going up. And we know that there are definitely times that we watch games and we're like, ah, we want to see more from, from Julian. But then there's also times that you watch games like, wow, this, this guy's got, he's, he's special. And For he's sure. still young. He still has For a lot sure. of soccer ahead of him, hopefully. And so... You know, it's it's hard for as much as we get frustrated about the union's inability to bring in guys, it's still hard for them to keep guys. So um, I think my Zuli Zinger is uh, <laughs> uh, is is going off because I'm getting an alert that Tyler Zuli. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that a thing too. Tyler Zuli's got a zinger for us, and uh, Zuli, what's on the market yeah, for Carranza? So transfer market, which we all know is one of the more reliable. Um, you know, transfer sites out there has Julian Carranza listed as at approximately valued 6 million euros, which is uh, about six and a half to $6.6 million. Uh, that's the highest he's been in his career, but it, it but it has kind of flatlined guys. It's been um, uh, August. He was valued at six uh, back last November. He was at five. So we went up a little bit, but it's flatlined towards the back end of the MLS season and into the MLS playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question to both of you is, is, now the best time to make this move because does like does it increase at all or or at this point are are we looking at like a bell curve where it might tip back down and the value is less Mm -hmm. or as you guys talked about he walks for free at the end of the season so i'm glad that you bring this up in our zuli zinger of the day um Because at just 23 years old, for Julian Carranza to have on the transfer market a value of about $6.57 million is very high. Obviously, we know the union cannot match that. They're not going, oh, barely, we'll go over $1 million. Um, But then on top of that, as you mentioned, it it is the same conversation. I'm going to flip it for you. It's the same conversation we have with, like, college athletes that have the ability to go into the pros. If you're a college athlete and you can leave college early and you're good enough, would you make that next step? I hate this because my water bottle always shakes on the table. It's like too heavy. <laughs> um, and I thought I'm going to knock it over. It's, it's a question of, okay, do you have the right opportunities to go into the pros and get paid what you, what you deserve versus is it more profitable for you to stay? Maybe now with NIL deals another year, your stock raises, your income raises, and now you're making more money. Which side of it? And I know Jose's in the chat. Jose and I were actually just talking about it uh, on Twitter yesterday as he was like mentioning to me that Stas has decided to stay with UPenn. And, you know, we're seeing guys now that have decided, okay, I got picked in the super draft, but I'm not really as high as I thought. I'm going to stay in college. This is the same thing, essentially. And I hate to say this because I know there have been discussions about is the MLS a top tier level league or should they be dropped a peg? To be honest, the MLS is kind of the NCAA in some ways of soccer because of just the financial picture and the fact that Julian Carranza is not going to be able to get paid that amount of money, forget just with the union, Mm -hmm. but in the MLS at all. So if you're seeing that the numbers have kind of gone up and now it's starting to flatline a bit, in my opinion, then you do need to make a move now. And the, the, the market is, is raising that price knowing we want to get him now because if we do wait another year and he's, he can walk, that makes things, I think, in my opinion, from a business perspective, that much trickier. So I honestly feel like if I'm Julio Carranza, and it's not all about the money, but this is a huge difference in terms of finances, I do think that you have to actively be pursuing taking that next step while the market is still calling for that. Listen, what if, God forbid, not going when none of this happens, he gets hurt, he has a down season. On the other side, he could have a great season and that number go up. But he also could have a down season, and he's not playing well. And teams have the scouting report out on him, and so they're matching up with him. And his goals and assists and production goes down. And now, there, you know, Carranza, that six point five seven million that you're seeing, or six million euros, is decreasing. So I think you have to strike while the iron's hot. And it is a business negotiating mentality, not even just about soccer, but about the the business side of you got to get the most for your buck. And if right now this is one of the highest numbers you've been projected at the union aren't going to be able to keep them, in my opinion. I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of the best way to put it. I mean, for these players, they understand, and a lot of them understand that they're here mostly, number one, 
for a better opportunity. I mean, it is awesome, awesome, awesome as well to live in the United States, have a life here. Uh, your kids going to these schools and obviously still making money, developing your game. That's all great. The two the two signs that took place yesterday, Vasquez and Miles Rogers, we'll talk a little more about later, but mm -hmm. I think that's a great blueprint as yeah. well. There's been a lot of talks, a lot of Chris in there. The Vasquez deal is something that Union fans should definitely look at because it's another forward that is getting sold. Now he's getting sold to Lika Mekis, valued around 8.5 mil as a deal. So, you know, obviously Tyler mentioned the six mil value here for Julian Carranza. So that, you know, Brandon Vasquez and Julian Carranza have been two, probably two of the best forwards that we've had in the league over the past two, three seasons. So yeah, probably looking around maybe six to seven. Is that too crazy to think about? And to answer your question, Tyler, yes. If you have the right deal, I definitely think you make the sell now because you have plenty of time. We have until April here. We have mm -hmm. this free agency period open. You have until April here to find a replacement for Julian Carranza if you're able to sell him now. I put the suite out earlier here today on my Twitter account. Follow me at Parcero Philly. But Gio Simeone, also another player that Fabrizio Romano put a rumor out as well. Mm -hmm. He may not be, he may be out of favor in Napoli. He's having a rough season. Napoli's having a rough season. You know my love for Cucho Hernandez. Yes. I think Gio Simeone comes here. He has the same exact impact as a Cucho Hernandez did. And I don't think he's going to be. Listen, he's not looking to come to Miami or LAFC. He can probably just looking to make some money, yes, but a good situation, and he'll probably take on one of those smaller markets. Th that's just an example. I'm not saying the union should go after him, but you if you sell him now, you have plenty of time to find a replacement before the season starts. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, I, I, I probably again, not probably what people want to hear, but you do need to think fast here because the season's going to start soon. And CONCACAF Champions Cup, exactly. Leagues Cup, all these things you do have to plan about now. So if you're the union, you, you got to take what you can give. And I think exactly to your points, it's about you want to make sure it's a best, the best move and timing for everyone. Exactly. I mean, February is going to be here before we know it, guys. And you don't want the union now starting off and you're scrambling. And let's say Julian Carranza uh, decides that he wants to make a move and takes a deal to go play internationally and now now what you know you're gonna need time to prepare obviously we have other things it's it's transfer window and free agency and you know then there's even super draft part but i do feel like for the union if you're not going to be able to keep him here happily and make him want to stay you need to and i and i hope this is actually happening actively be entertaining conversations about negotiations since to sell him to replace and bring somebody else yeah. in, you know, I, and I don't even like to say that because I'm obviously been, as we talked about like Kai Wagner and different guys, but it's different. This is the start of this season. Yeah. I feel like this is the time that you need to be most actively having those conversations, shopping around. What does this team look like with and without Julian Carranza with and without Leon Flop, with and without Kai or Ali or whoever else. So to me, this is the time you need to actively be sourcing out and as the bargain shopper that I am, I'm going to say this is kind of that mentality of like, I need to see all the options so we can make a decision best for the union as a whole versus getting in a situation where you're kind of stuck and scrambling. And now you're a little bit more desperate because you need the union cannot go into a season and expect to do well if they don't have another goal scorer. Yeah. And I, if you, you lose know, Julian Carranza and you don't tough. replace him. That, I mean, the, the, the attack already is struggling. Mm -hmm. You need to bring in a couple of attacking pieces. If you lose him and you can't bring in anybody else, I'm concerned. And I, the important part is, too, I, because the argument can be you can wait till summer, which is, I guess, true. But how many times have we made summer transfers and they take so long to even Gazak was a summer transfer. And it took him that first year mm -hmm. that he was here, that half year he was here to get acclimated. It wasn't until that following year where he still started balling out. So I, I think That's it's important thing. to do it now, get the replacement now, and then you'll have the entire season to integrate that piece there. I'm with you. I mean, if you're out with Carranza, you have a, a, a player, uh, Michael Ura, who I know a lot of fans. Mm -hmm. I saw tweets here today, yesterday and today. A lot, there's a group of fans that want him out. Uh, obviously, it was a sour taste in her mouth at the end of last year. Chris mm -hmm. Donovan's behind them. Quentin Sullivan, I guess, is behind them. So. Yep. The options are obviously slim, so it is it would be very imperative for them to find that. And I know Jose's talking in the chat about the options even around, you know, as the season progresses. Um, I forget what that comment was, Tyler. I know you're you're scrolling through. There's a lot going on here and a lot of various 
all types of conversations happening. But Jose's saying a good point about, you know, truth be told, hypothetically, they could use Carranza to get through the first round of CCC and then sell. I mean, that's the other thing. That's why I think you have to at least be able to have these conversations about timeline, expectations, what is possible, you know, what makes most sense, because there's a lot of moving parts and factors. And I'm one, just like you hit on, at the end of the day, these guys need time to adjust. And I am not ever going to believe, I don't care how talented you are, it is so hard to just bring a player into a whole new environment, especially now a whole new league, country, you know, culture, and expect they're going to just give your best. And they're going to be ready to play. So without a doubt, in my opinion, it is imperative that the union try to make a move beforehand. And I know, uh, Zuls, do you have... <laughs> Zuls. Do you have our uh, timeline that we of uh, recent moves of when they've been made? Yes. Uh, okay. By the way, too, you uh, to, to go back to the um, while we flash this up on the screen, the 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 UA conversation is so weird to me. I, I get that there's been like you talked mm -hmm. about that sour taste in your mouth, but like 32 goals accounted for between yeah. goals and and, and assists in two seasons. Like, you don't just reproduce that out of thin air. No. Like, like this team has struggled to, you guys talked about it on Tuesday, to replace the guys that they've already needed to replace, whether it be the guys that went over to Europe or, or players that they've lost to mm -hmm. MLS free agency like Corey Burke and uh, uh, Jamiro Montero. Like, these, like, this just doesn't, like, naturally just occur. Yeah. You know what I mean? 32 goals is a ton of goals over two seasons. It is, and that's where when you look at these different – transactions that we've had happen in the past. Now, this is what, JP, you hit on this before. The union notoriously haven't been the most aggressive and, and quick to make moves in the offseason in terms of roster changes. And this is a tweet that was put out by Philadelphia Soccer Now. And just to read it for those on podcast platforms, in the Tanner era, the union haven't made a January signing before January 19th, not including homegrowns or purchase options for Montero exercise on January 10th, back in 2019. And when you look across this list, it is from January 19th all the way through January 31st over the last three years that we have, or excuse me, four, five years now, because we are in 2024. Um, almost forgot. I almost had the slip up of 2023. <laughs> but dating back to 2019, as mentioned, that we haven't seen any of the major moves, Glessness, Ua, Lowe, anybody that's been signed, that hasn't happened yeah. Prior to January 19th. An important thing to remember, too, Ura obviously was the big signing, DP signing. I would argue that before that, the big signing was Marco Favian back in 2019, and that one didn't mm -hmm. take place until February as well. So uh, from my, from what I'm gathering from union fans, the consensus is we want a big signing, and, and I understand that. Yes. But I don't think that that's going to happen until now, maybe the latter half of this month. February, that's probably when we'll see it happen there. And to your point, Tyler, Ura frustrating as hell. But yes, this year is going to be, for me, kind of a make-or-break year. I'm mm -hmm. giving him that full season. Because I, I hate bringing it back to the Sixers. It's the same reason why Sixers fans kill Tobias Harris. Unfortunately, with today's age, we have an idea of how much these players are making, right? Yeah. So when we see Ura make the most amount of money, we expect him to do what Carranza has been doing. We expect him to be the leading goal scorer. Although he's contributed to a lot of goals in important moments, you know, we talked about it Tuesday, mm -hmm. the killer that we've been needing, Ura has unfortunately disappeared. So this is my year. I'm giving him the entire year. After that, you got to make a, a tough decision here. Um, but it, it, he's got he's got to score those goals when it matters most, Renee. Yeah, and you know what else you can take advantage of when it matters most? It's some delicious bagels. Now, yeah. Bagels & Co., fortunately, we had a chance to meet them down at Reading Terminal Market when we had our live shows there. That was back last year. And Bagels <laughs> & Co. offers a variety of the largest bagels in Philly. They've got 15 to 20 different types of bagels. They also have 30 different flavors of cream cheese you can take advantage of. And with their cream cheeses, they have a lot of specific to city type, the city types of cream cheeses. So maybe a Philly-specific one, Flyer-specific one, Sixers, uh, that other team that's struggling right now, the Birds. So <laughs> with the great options that you have at Bagels & Co., you can also make sure you're buying bagels that are an affordable brand. They've got that mom-and-pop feel where you don't have to go to Brooklyn or, or anywhere else to get the best bagels. They're right here in our backyard in the city. So over at Bagels & Co., for the best Brooklyn-style bagels right here in Philly, you can head to thebagelsandco.com. You can find the location closest to you and find the closest Bagels & Co. to make sure to eat and enjoy their delicious breakfast options. I had a pork roll and egg sandwich. I've told this before. It was 
fantastic. And forget about the other mainstream or the other places that you think you can go to get breakfast sandwiches or a great bagel. Bagels & Co. is the place to take advantage of it because they definitely have some delicious options for you. And while we're talking about great options for you, Let's also talk about our friends over at Mortgage CS because Mortgage CS, which stands for Concierge Service, they are personable. And both of these companies do a great job of connecting with you as a person, as a friend. And now what I like about Mortgage and Co., um, excuse me, Mortgage CS, is after having a chance to chat with them as well, you definitely get that family friend vibe. You've got Ben and Alec there who are open to chatting with you 24-7. They will always help you out. And as an independent mortgage broker based right here in Philadelphia, they give you the full control of lenders that they work with. They give you access 24-7. They also help to educate and empower you. So as a client, you're more like a friend. They're trying to help you out whether you're looking to buy now or looking to buy in the future. You can always work with them to help get ultra competitive rates, find the best options for you and your family, and also have a trusted friend in Alec and Ben that are working with you. So they've actually been so kind that they've given their information where you can contact them. It's on your screen here. You can call Ben or text any time of day, he said, even if you just want to talk about Philly sports. So you want to talk about what you had for lunch today. You can text at 267-391-7425. You can also email Ben at ben at mortgagecs.com. Call, text, email any time of day, and you can check them out at mortgagecs.com slash P-H-L-Y. Because when you hear the word mortgage, we want you to think of Mortgage CS. Think of Ben. Think of Alec. And again, head over to mortgagecs.com slash P-H-L-Y. And while I'm on a read, JP, I know you're ready. You're chomping at the bit. I do want to say really quickly, um, guys, as we're having these, I see in the chat is moving a lot. And there's a lot of different conversations going on. And I, we appreciate every single one of you guys joining into the show each and every day, every week, as we're, whether it's the union show here, the Philly shows, flyers that JP is going to be a part of later, Eagle Sixes, whatever you're tuning into. But uh, let's just keep in mind the comments that we're sharing. I know I kind of was cringing, unfortunately, the other day because my mom was saying how she was watching the show and it broke my heart to think she was going to be seeing some of the comments that specifically were directed at me. So as much as you guys are part of our family and our community, and technically we can't tell you what to say and what to type and what to comment because it's YouTube. It's an open space. But I just ask you guys, please try to keep the comments encouraging and good and good conversation because I know personally as a as a excuse me a sister a daughter an aunt that has my own family and friends that watch the shows it's very uncomfortable to know that they're watching seeing the stuff that's been inappropriately said about the show but specifically about me so just wanted to say that while I'm getting all my uh, information no, out amen. there because I'm not gonna lie it made me a little bit uncomfortable this past week with some of the comments that were said about me and, and different sexual manners and stuff like that so Guys, whoever's here, we appreciate you. Uh, but some of you guys, just tone it down a little bit, please. Respectfully. Absolutely. <laughs> we're, please. we're all family here, guys. We're all, you know, family environment here. So let's just be respectful, just like a family is, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I 100% I, I agree with that. 100%. Um, to the last point before we went into our, our, our ads there, let's not forget, Taibo Ribo is still on this team. I completely I forgot. He's got a birthday coming up. He does. Taibo Ribo <laughs> is still on this team. So that is another attacking option. Renee, we do need to find out what it is we have because we didn't really find out anything last year about mm -hmm. Taibo Ribo. So we potentially could have a wild yeah. card in Ty who could potentially help out with that forward depth. But it it it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Caranza though because I still think if you do get part with Caranza, you still need to find a replacement for him. Yeah, and then on top of that, we still haven't even had a chance to fully talk about Leon Flack and Kai Wagner. Now, of course, we haven't heard any official reports or anything. I know Larry Henry, who does a great job writing for us, definitely uh, did a good job of just kind of ironing out some of the details of Leon Flack, who's being targeted by various international clubs, including the German club Werder Bremen. So uh, there are potential murmurs that we could possibly be losing Flack. Of course, Kai Wagner, another one who's been definitely, um, as Jonathan Sigel of the MLS was writing, getting a lot of interest from various cl clubs overseas. So, yeah, I think that, you know, this is part of it. These are some, these are a lot of talented guys that are underpaid in a lot of ways. And so other clubs know that and know that, Hey, you know what? We can give you more come play with us. And so Leon Flock, Kai Wagner, Julian Carranza don't know what the future holds, but you do find yourself 
wondering, okay, what does this mean for a Ty Baribo, Joaquin Torres, who we've talked about? You know, can you get more out of some of these guys? Can you get an opportunity for them to maybe step up if you are talking about changes across, you know, your the roster that are drastic ones like this? So, yeah. I don't I mean, yeah, I know Trav Man, welcome. Happy New Year to you, Trav Man. Uh, you're Trav talking man. about Corey Burke, you know, hoping he shows up and is like a Corey Burke. Yeah, they're... Pfft. Listen, need, we need to see some some guys step up for the union. If you're talking about replacing and changes, you need to, we need to see some guys step up. Yeah, and and you know the one position we haven't talked about is like we literally don't have a left back. Like Kai, we that's up in the air. He's flirting around with us on social media, but we don't know if he's going to come back. And every position, I guess you could say, is kind of filled, right? But that's yeah. the one position you're like, well, who's starting a left backer? It's like, mm -hmm. what are we going to do there? So. That one is to me the real concern, and I think that one you might see closer around spring training time. I think that's really when that's going to happen there. But we also had a rumor that possibly could, I was going to say, go ahead. So um, first off, we want to give a huge shout out here to Diego Guthrie. Uh, he's a Bolivian reporter here, but he did put out this report. Now we need to keep in mind this is a rumor. I don't want anyone to you know start coming to conclusions here, but. Uh, uh, a Bolivian, Jamir Berdigio. He is a 19-year-old player. He is predominantly a right-back central defensive midfielder, so he has some flexibility. But from what Diego said, this is, go this is a deal that will happen. Um, so I, I, I say keep this in mind as a rumor because we've actually had this before where you've yeah. had like coaches or friends of these players say, like, oh, he's, it's confirmed. He's going to the union. It's like, bro, where's your sources? Like, Trust me, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, that's why I say, like, take this with a grain of salt. Now, if this is true, this doesn't really get anyone excited because we're talking about a 19-year-old player at a position that we already have enough players, right mm -hmm. back, central defensive midfielder. does feel like we need to get more information. But you guys have a rumor. People have been asking for rumors. So you got something here. I guess wait till Tommy Bogues announces something official before you start getting excited about this. But if that's the case... I know Union fans are not be happy with that because it's again the whole bargain shopping. Like you keep talking about Renee, and I don't, I don't know what to expect from another kid that's nineteen needs to develop and still. See, I like bargain shopping, shopping, bargain shopping for things that are a little bit more established things that are unique, <laughs> that are one of a kind. I don't like, like shopping for Reese. things. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in all seriousness, like my MO is, and I feel like it's very on brand for what I always do in the show. Like I'm not a cookie cutter person in any aspect of my life. Like from the way I dress to the way I act, like I don't like to be one that just copies other people. And so bargain shopping for me is about going out and getting things that are unique, one of a kind that you can't get anywhere else that are, that are gonna have people like, wow, where did you get that steal of a deal? That is why, like, getting a 19-year-old that's, like, any other 19-year-old to me is not a great bargain shop. But I do like the fact that we are at least getting some rumors. I like the fact that this gives us something to talk about. Um, I know Diego was saying, you know, everything is geared up for him to be loaned to the union. It seems like it's possibly moving in the right direction. He is a right-footed defender. He's played for Ant uh, Petrolero, which is a top division in Bolivian soccer. Um, he also has played in 37 matches, just under 2,000 or 1950 minutes, I would say, that he's a closer to. And although he's not scored, he has picked up six yellow cards. And also <laughs> Transfer Market says that he's got a value around $300,000. So he fits perfectly with what we're looking for here <laughs> as someone that could be uh, part of the union's first or even possibly second team, um, but maybe someone that has potential and another development player. One thing Yay. I will say for all MLS <laughs> fans, so really recently, Ecuador and Venezuela have produced a lot of young talent, although they've been the doormat of South American soccer, unfortunately. Yeah. Bolivia's been the legit doormat. They've always finished last in Conma Bowl, but mm -hmm. they now are building a good infrastructure of young players. The MLS needs to start taking advantage of this market. I'm not saying the union do, but in general, I think yeah. this is a market where... You can get those bargain pieces, but they're young players with a lot of potential and you can eventually sell them off to Europe. You, we've seen this throughout the MLS the last five to six years. So I think Bolivia is going to be that next hotspot that these teams are going to start attacking. So maybe the union, you know, we talked about before thinking outside the box. Maybe mm -hmm. this is the union's thinking outside the box, but just don't know how number one this player fits. And we, we did this with Jesus Bueno. We signed him at 19 and it took until this past yeah. year for him to start coming on. So do, do, do players, or I'm sorry, do fans want to wait? three years for this player to, mm -hmm. to kind of develop. So we'll see. I know, I know. I know, Jose, you're saying you're working to confirm the deal. I love to hear that you're behind the scenes working on that, that too. That's awesome. 
Um, Santiago, you're asking about exciting players on the union, and actually it directly connects to everybody's questions are pretty similar because Travman's also asking if we think we're going to see a younger union side this season. And then on the flip side, Neil is saying, I wonder if Suarez and Messi are going to run through the league this year. I think all of those things can be true, <laughs> unfortunately. Yes. Um, I do feel like we're going to – listen, I don't – I'm hoping I'm incorrect, but I, I don't think this season's going to be a season where we get that big signing. I think the season's going to be about building that young core. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a change of personnel that we're going to get from the union, and that is needed. But I don't think the personnel they're going to bring in is going to be those older 20s, established European players that are the big, exciting players that you're asking about, Santiago. You know, honestly, I could see them. Kai's gone. Ali, I don't know what we obviously are still waiting to hear, you know, everything that's going to officially happen. Um, well, he's probably and, not going to start, though. This no, year. no, no, no. Julian, right. Julian probably too. gone. And I think it's going to be I don't want to use the word rebuild, but a more of a season of change to change the the makeup of this team, because it has been the same look. It has been the same core. And it makes it's a little frustrating because they do have the, the youth already there. They've got a lot of talent. From, you know, the youth all the way through and having guys like Andre Blake and Jacob Glessness and Elliot. But we're still missing a lot of those pieces. So I actually think this might be a year where they kind of take a step back in a sense and just focus on let's develop the core group we have. You might take your lumps a little bit, but you're going to get to go up against Suarez and Messi and everybody else and get knocked around a bit, which will help you the following year. Because I do feel like we've got a group of teams in the MLS, and we'll talk about some of the other moves that have been made, that are making major moves right now yeah. to win now. And we've got the next group, like the Union, who unfortunately, in my opinion, are making moves to develop now, yeah. win later. So yeah. I don't know. Bruce, I, I hope I'm wrong. So, the, I mean, the core of the team, I, I mean, the, the lineup is pretty much set besides like what Renee said with Wagner. I think he's definitely gone. Yeah. I, 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 I think I'm leaning more towards Carranza being gone as well. So, sorry, 11 is really pretty much what you are going to see from last year, I think that the backup, the depth of this team might come from youth, unfortunately. And I know no one wants to hear that as well, mm -hmm. but I think that is probably what is going to happen. And the good thing, the good news is, Renee, that like if you look at like the top, like the top part of the Eastern Conference, like Columbus obviously won the MLS Cup. They'll probably still be in contention if they can keep their pieces in place there. Mm -hmm. um, I like what the Red Bull did. I think they should be, you should keep an eye out for them being in the mix of the top of the East. Uh, obviously Miami that goes that I don't have to explain that one yeah um Atlanta I, I'm curious to see how they fix that defense they obviously let go Miles Robinson um they did bring in some defensive uh, supplements as well Cincinnati they just mm -hmm. lost Brandon Vasquez so these might take some shuffle and it's really up to the uni to stay within that shuffle there right. because That's a good point. there's no clear maybe Miami's a clear-cut Eastern Conference favorite right now if you look at it on paper but besides that like two through seven is not set. And for the union, you got to fall. You got to try to find a way to fall with those spots. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's just about trying to stay middle of the pack and yeah. hope that maybe as the season progresses, you can have a move that helps you take that next step. But I got don't playoff tested players, too. So if they do right. get in the playoffs, that's all you need to do. Mm, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, Neil, you're saying you feel like the union are similar to the Tampa Bay Rays. Wow. Great from Great farm system, but needs to maximize talent because the payroll will never be as high. And that's, I think that's very active. I, th I think you're accurate with that. How do you feel about that, Tyler? I, kind I of think agree. That that's probably a fair statement. The question becomes when the well dries up, and I'm not saying the well is entirely dry, but I feel like the the youth inf uh, infusion that they've had over the last couple of years are the guys that have now gone on to go play in Europe. It's the Aronsons, it's McKenzie. I think Chris Donovan is going to be a player. Mm -hmm. I think that Nate Harrell has done a really, really nice job of stepping into the, the starting 11. And I think he's probably going to remain there. Agreed. What's the next group? Yeah. That's what we've what, like, like what's the next group is the question that worries me the most about this team, because I know how they're built. You know how they're built and this is how they do it. If the next group is not, I don't want to call it stellar. Maybe that's not fair, but if it's not yeah. good, what happens? What's the plan? What's, what, plan what's the plan? That's the scary no, part about it. I agree. I think that's where my concern is, that this group is absolutely a team that we know defensively they'll be solid for the most part, uh, even without Kai. You know, Nate, as we have all talked about, and Mbizo, and 
Real, you know, they've got a back line that's, you know, going to be able to sustain just fine. In the midfield, we've seen them with Jack McGlynn, if they can keep Leon Flock. You know, the midfield is, is solid as well, um, Jose. But then from there, Jesus another one, obviously, as we've talked about. But then from there with the attack specifically, not just the forwards, but overall, it's so thin that if Julian Carranza is not there and it's Daniel Gazdag and Chris Donovan and Ty Baribo, Joaquin Torres, who's your bench? Who's, you know, it's just that that next tier is concerning. And with how much this team is going to have to play, just like everybody else, how many games they have, you cannot start, you cannot go into the season banking on we're going to be 11, 12 strong. Yeah. And yeah. and a, not even a super strong 11 at that. You know, there's just some areas that this the team is definitely lacking. And the depth question has continued to be the biggest question that they need to fill. Absolutely. It can be stressful thinking about the union next year. But what is not stressful, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is the Game Time app. Thank you so much to Game Time app for being one of our sponsors here today. Guys, if you're going to Eagles, Sixers, or Eagles right now, obviously we are in season. You definitely go down, tailgate, don't have to have tickets. Right beforehand, download the free app, check out the prices. You will realize it's going to be the best deals out there, and you can snag your tickets, again, stress-free. Right now, of course, guys, using the promo code that we have for you here today with your first purchase, use the PHLY code, and you get $20 off your first purchase. That's right. Download the Game Time app. It's a free app. Use the promo code PHLY for your first purchase, and you will get $20 off. There's nothing better for buying tickets for games, events, and et cetera. Make sure you guys check out Game Time app, download the app, and thank you to our sponsor, Game Time app. Well, uh, as we've talked about the quiet market for the union right now of just some small murmurs, everything that we hear about the union is more of who's going to be leaving versus who could be coming in. <laughs> um, but on the other side, we've been seeing across the MLS some teams making major moves uh, starting with the fact that actually, I actually don't even know who's the biggest one that I would say, but I'm going to go there. <laughs> I know I'm going to start off with SC Cincinnati being able to bring in uh, Miles Robinson. Now, again, as I talk about wanting those big names, although the union do not need a, a solid defender like Miles Robinson, although technically could always use a Miles Robinson, uh, <laughs> the U.S. men's national team defender has tons of experience at 26 that he's already bringing already was drawing a lot of interest from European clubs. There were some murmurs and reports that potentially he could be leaving and to go play with teams like PSV. Uh, of course, there's the lore of not only playing in the Champions League, but also being able to play with former, you know, current teams, I should say, from the men's national team and, and Dest and Pepe and Tillman. So there's a lot of interest that's been around Miles Robinson and FC Cincinnati able to bring him in and also uh, solidify a lot of things defensively that you're now able to have with Miles Robinson. This is a big deal, Renee. Huge. Um, the fact is, Miles Robinson was the best free agent MLS center back out there. For sure. And like you just said, he could have gone to Europe. He chose to stay within the league. Mm -hmm. And I know it pains us here as Union fans because that's the team that just eliminated us. And the guy who scored the game-winning goal, Mosquera, got replaced by Miles Robinson. But I think more so when I look at this as a league, that's important to keep one of our own here. I know people want to criticize Miles Robinson for taking the bag and staying here, but you can't criticize a player who's dealt with injury and he's trying to make a payday. I mean, he's not mm -hmm. getting any younger. And the thing is, if he balls out with Cincinnati, which can very well happen. I mean, this was the Eastern, the they made the Eastern Conference final. They were the runner-ups there. If they can, they they get in the playoffs, they can make another run there. Miles mm -hmm. Robinson creates that buzz again. And there, boom, Europe happens again. So I think this is a, a home run for both sides. It's definitely a risk for Cincy, considering the injury history. But just as a league, this is a major moment here, keeping one of our own in our league. Yeah, and of, of course, we're still waiting for the official details of that deal to come out. I know it's been um, reported so far that in 2023, Robinson earned a base salary of $1.4 million, uh, according to the MLSPA. And then also, he's had been seeking a deal that was around the $2 million mark, plus a designated player deal, um, similar to what Walker Zimmerman got from Nashville. So we don't know the exact terms and conditions, uh, but it's saying... He, since Robinson will not count as one of Cincy's maximum three DPs, the most he can earn this season is $1.65 million. So being able to secure him, keep him in the league, but also be able to uh, lock him in to want, to want to stay here versus going to a European club. I do, I do think it's huge for the MLS because the MLS is in a position now, and I know even going back to Neil's question about like Suarez and Messi, where they're 
there's a lot more attention on the league because they, sure. you know we've been seeing a shift in being able to attract top players here. But you're also st- still seeing that next tier. So Messi and, and Suarez are guys, let's be honest, they're towards the end of their career versus the guys like, you know, um, Robinson in this case or, you know, any others that are kind of in that late 20, mid to late 20s that are still looking for the bag and somewhere they can go in that sense uh, to play with a top club. So to be able to keep someone like Miles Robinson, who's still in the prime of his career, even, even with all the injuries and things aside, still a great age in his career, I think it's huge. So I, I like this move for the league. I don't like this move for FC Cincinnati, of course. But another guy that stays in the MLS versus going to like a PSV. And if he's fully healthy, they got themselves a guy who was runner-up, pretty much a contender for MLS Defender of the Year. Scary. He was absolutely nasty when he was healthy. So that's that's a big move. Exactly. Exactly. I know I see uh, some more chatter in the comments. It's nice to keep Kevin Sullivan. I mean, yeah. I, I did a short on him uh, um, two months ago. The talent is real. He's very young. I, I think that the thing people like expect him to already be with the senior squad. Like, let's mm-hmm. relax. Like, let's like, <laughs> fully go through puberty and everything. But the talent is clearly there. But like, that's an argument everyone's saying too. Like, how do we keep our homegrowns here so we can win with them and then eventually yeah. sell them all? That's just a challenge there. But you know, Jose brings a good point here in the chat. Like, can that be that one player where we do say, like, no, we're just going to keep him for a little bit longer, let his value rise and help us win here. But it is tough. It's tough. So young. So, so young. Um, but I do think overall, as much as we have talked so much about being able to keep, you know, international, bring international players in, it does still become frustrating when you see the homegrowns, like a Brendan Aronson, who I know we talked about Tuesday, that's, the future is still unknown for Brendan Aronson. Is he going to stay? Is he going to move back? I know there were reports uh, at the end of December of moving and, and like since he's been on loan, going back to Leeds versus just being with the union or being in the MLS. You know, I hate to be selfish. Uh, I don't want to stunt their growth in that sense. But, you know, some of these homegrowns, you'd love to see them win here. You've been growing up in the system with the union and developing as a player. Get us not just a supporter shield out of it. Get an MLS cup out of it as well because Amen. why and why not and then go on if you want to <laughs> but yeah that was one and then also we uh, of course heard others colorado doing a lot busy. over there in colorado super busy. busy another men's national team player signed again a key theme here keeping um up with the joneses of <laughs> u.s men's national team players that have been signed to teams Delco's so own. Delco's Zach Steffen from Manchester City that's major that Colorado were, was able to get him back into the MLS so the Rapids had announced that that was um, an exciting piece to see I know he has trained in the area with actually my uh, former club I used to coach with so to, <laughs> in order for this deal to happen Steffen's under contract to the 2026 MLS season with an option for 2027 and then Colorado sent 50,000 50, in general allocation money to um, the New England Revolution for his discovery priority. And so with all of that, uh, moves being made, there's always ways in sports to make moves. There's yeah. so many like nuances to it where you can find a way to make it happen. And so I know the club president Smith was saying, you know, Zach is an elite level goalkeeper with a wealth of experience internationally and in the MLS. His exceptional skills, experience, and proven track record make him a valuable addition to our roster. And yes, it does. He brings a lot. He brings experience, character, ment- a great mentality, and he definitely can help bolster anybody's um, defensive unit and their back line with, the, with a signing like this. So at 28 years old, guys, to have another U.S. men's national team player remain in the MLS um, union. Ask. <laughs> yeah, and then Jordy Mahalovich too, another U.S. talent, <laughs> three million from AZ. Colorado is our, our friends over at DNVR are probably having a blast over there with all these signings that they've been having Man. after the year they had. But no, I mean, like I, I think for Colorado, this is huge. You know, they had a, a rough year where it, it just was a mess on and off the pitch. I mean, fan, the fan bases were protesting, so when the fan base protests, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got to get your stuff together. And so they came in with a plan. Chris Armis gets signed as the manager here. And, and you can have your, everyone has their opinion about Chris Armis. But listen, the dude has had some success here in the MLS. He's managed in, in, in England throughout the Premier League. He comes back here with that experience. And I like these signings. Zach Steffen, he needs Huge. this. He needs this. I mean, it, it's been a rough outing over in Europe. It's tough when you got to go to Man City, too. And you got, like, all, all this amazing talent there. It, it, it's definitely... 
Uh, it's definitely tough there. And then for Mahalovic, it wasn't working out in Holland. Comes back here in the MLS. He had a fantastic year. It wasn't that long ago with Montreal where he was an MVP runner-up. Um, and so I, I like this for, for Colorado. I, I think this puts him in the right spot. There are there is some talent there. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Colorado can compete now within the Western Conference. We know it. That's it's closer than probably the East, but we'll see what what it looks like next year. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we saw the news that Tom Bogart put out. Um, that was circled around Brandon Vasquez. I know we talked about Vasquez a little bit, but from FC Cincinnati to Liga MX, and uh, with that, finalizing a deal worth up to eight point five million dollars. Wow. Good lord. This is why. This is why the uh, MLS is is struggling to keep up. Eight point five million dollars. Okay. And, <laughs> and the thing is, too, to keep in mind, like since he brought him in, if I'm not mistaken, for like one hundred fifty k. So what? Three years down the line, four years down the line, they sell him for eight point five mil. I mean, that's a great profit line. That I, is. I do think. And this, a great upswing for him. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I think this was more on him, for him. Uh, he is has a Mexican background. I don't know if anyone's seen Monterrey and where they play, but it's absolutely gorgeous playing mm. there with that view of the mountains in the background. And it's also a team that's going to be competing in CONCACAF Champions Cup. They're going to be competing for Liga, Liga Mekis titles as well. He's going to be in a situation where, no offense to Cincinnati, but the pressure in Monterrey is way higher than in Cincinnati. So he's going to get that taste and that feel of right. high-pressure soccer, in this case now football. Uh, but I think that for Cincinnati, they get good profit off of him. They made a solid deal off of Brenner that was a little bit tougher to move uh, because of the money they signed him for. But it's crazy concept. Like I said on Twitter, Renee, you sell, you buy, you sell, you buy. I don't know, Union. I think it's I, I think it's something that we could probably keep doing here. Well, then on top of that, now Vasquez moves to in, in Monterey, one of the oldest clubs in League MX. They've won five league titles, five CONCACAF Champions uh, League's titles. They he also goes from winning a supporter shield and obviously a deep run in the playoffs to now <laughs> a huge upgrade in that sense. Uh, but a big offensive player that you add if you're uh, Monterey, after scoring 32 goals with this, during his time more recently with FC Cincinnati, then now he makes a move. So that's where it's like, okay, there's there's several components to where the league is at now. You either have to be willing, and I know Will in the chat was saying how much Will enjoys you know, the fact that the union builds from their academy. For sure. A lot of clubs do a good job building from their, their academy programs. That's a way to, to be successful. Buying and selling, but like pulling the string, having a, a, a shorter leash on how quickly you're buying and selling maybe that's another way you also can just do kind of like inter miami did you sign some some more veteran um the best in the world and messy but some veteran pieces even someone like suarez you sign them to a one-year deal try to win now see what you can do uh, in this upcoming season there's lots of ways to go about this there's more than one way to be successful in the mls i'm just waiting for the union to actively 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 pick one <laughs> and stick to one if it's going to be homegrown's Stick to those homegrowns. You lock in Sullivan. You lock in all the homegrowns. You fully build. You don't let them go. You win championships with those homegrowns. Okay, that's nice. fine. If it's going to be you want to bring in and maybe uh, or even being cheap, you want to pay less to get more quality, you know, gritty, underdog type of types of guys, do that too. But I'm just waiting for one. I'm just waiting for one of these let options. Me, let me ask them because the, the, one of the big arguments about this move was another lateral move. People feel that from Brandon moving from Cincy to Monterey is like a lateral move. He's not improving upon anything with moving here. Do you that, feel... I, I heard a huge improvement in terms of money. <laughs> his, his, I'm, his, I'm his sorry, there account. was nothing lateral about that $8.5 million compared to... I don't know what he was making prior, but we already know the salaries in the MLS do not exceed. Yeah, that's true. Two million. That's true. So it's more than that. But Vasquez, obviously, <laughs> one of the promising attacking pieces in our league. Do you think it was a smart move to move to Mexico, or should he have gone with the European route? Um, I think you do have to choose what makes most sense in terms of looking at the clubs that are offering you. Where can you go and win? I think it's about winning championships. And actually, Jose, this is a great piggyback off of your question that you happen to chat about valuing something such as the supporter shield or any other awards um, versus a championship. I think the, the goal as an athlete is to win championships. So I think that if you have an opportunity to go somewhere and do that, and with Monterey being a top club in Mexico and you have a chance to be a part of a, an atmosphere where you're successful, you can play, you can get paid well, 
That's all you can ask for. Sometimes it almost feels like we overthink things and maybe it's a little bit of selfishness of always wanting to be the best and play for the best and make the most, but that's not always the situation that works for you. You know, so I think Monterey in this situation, you're clearly getting paid more than you were with FC Cincinnati. You're playing in a beautiful stadium. You're going to be able to compete for various championships and enjoy playing. That's all you could ask for. Yeah. And then now if you do find yourself outgrowing that club and you feel like it's not challenging enough for you, sure, make a move. But there's always this hype of like having to chase. It's just a society that we live in, like always having to chase and be the best. And sometimes... It's just finding what's best for you. So, no, I don't value something like regular season awards, supporter shields, any of those awards, because it's all about who's the last team standing to win a championship. And that's where I don't even mind whether it's the Phillies not being, you know, able to, to win the NL East or if it's the Union not being able to win a supporter shield or the Eagles not being the number one seed. I don't care. Get into the playoffs and then just win it all. That's all that matters that's to me. That's why we do it. So yeah, so here. I think for... For others, it's easy to say this is a lateral move because, respectfully, what move are you making? Oh, <laughs> I like I mean, it. I think, let's be honest, <laughs> a lot of people criticizing athletes' decisions are the ones sitting behind the camera or even just at home, not even on it, not even a media person, but even just a fan that's like, oh, that's a silly move for Vasquez to make. It's lateral. Why would you go from FC Cincinnati to Monterey? Oh, because he's going, he just got a promotion. I think it's going to make this game <laughs> much better, too. Like, I think playing there, yeah. that competition, Liga Mekis as well. I mean, everyone's heard the story of uh, bags of piss being thrown on players. Like, that type of <laughs> stuff is real, and that's not something you're going to see here in the MLS. So, no. And that just makes you tougher, honestly. So, uh, best of luck to Vasquez, and mm -hmm. I think more importantly here in Philly, we don't have to defend them anymore unless we oh, do yeah. see them in Champions Cup. That's for sure. But. Well, and you know what? I'm going to take a page out of the book of the defending 2023 NWSL champions, hey. Gotham FC, who I actively cover and do uh, as an I have joined their broadcast as an analyst. They've just been making some big moves. You want to talk about valuing championships? This is a team that was bottom of the table in 2022 with like a few wins total all season that then turned around and won the NWSL championship this past season. And not only did they win that and have a great send off for someone like Ali Krieger, they went on to make other roster moves. You have someone like Christy Mewis who's moved on. Uh, they made some other moves with the expansion draft and then now brought in Crystal Dunn, who was the top free agent. Of course, Crystal Dunn, who actually I grew up playing against Crystal <laughs> Dunn, um, you bring in Tierna Davidson, you bring in Roosevelt and Emily Sonnet. So you're you're adding, take notes, guys, take notes, four players to your club within the a course of just a couple weeks that have won not only just NWSL championships, World Cup championships. Mm -hmm. You're bringing in superstars to win now. So, yeah, I think sometimes it's this overthinking of, I love developing players because I always believe no matter what level you're at, there's still room to develop and get better. But I also love being able to bring in players that can immediately make an impact because you know, the best way to help those young players is to have that talented veteran to look up to that you can now model your game after and learn how they train, how they maintain Amen. their health, what their routines are like to learn from the best that have already done it. So you need a mixture. And uh, I've been excited to see what Gotham has been cooking up this off-season and free agency that it's really been fun to watch Roosevelt because they're trying to win now. I know. Gotham? I love Roosevelt. Crystal Dunn, Roosevelt alone in Gotham on top of the players they're already going to be bringing back. It's insane. They're looking watch, to run it back. I wish I could watch Linda Caicedo here in, in the NWSL, but I got to watch her in Real Well, Madrid. the growth of soccer in America alone has been great, but the growth of soccer in the world has been awesome. We're seeing so much more fluidity and Are we still the best league, you think? Or, or, for or what? For, NW, for women's soccer? Top flight? Or you think the Europe has know, caught actually. up? No, actually. No, I think. we should look into. Yeah, actually, I don't think. Because we've been the know. best for a while, right? It's the best mm, league, no? There's, there's, for the, for the no women's premise. side, there's some good, yeah. Premise definitely dish them dough. Yeah, that's the thing. There's more, there, honestly, it's depending on where you are in salaries, there's more money in still European countries. Mm, that's true. That's but talent-wise, I mean, technically, we used to say that because a lot of the U.S. women's national team players, but. Right. Uh, they're not the only talented team in terms of national teams in the world anymore. So you see a lot of the, you know, Spain, for example, there, a lot of their players aren't playing here unless you're Esther. Um, but that being said, it's been fun to watch how we have seen 
the evolution across the MLS, the NWSL, soccer as a whole, uh, that we've been able to have so many conversations. And we're going to continue to have these conversations on the, the show. Just as people spend that though. <laughs> <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> Spend that money, Come honey. Come on, sugar man. Help us out here. <laughs> well, for everybody tuning in, our friends here in the chat, we appreciate every single one of you. Santiago, Jose, Travman, Eugene Krabs, Will, all of you guys that are tuned in, join the conversation. Neil, anybody else I may have missed. Uh, we're going to continue watching how everything is unfolding, especially as we're in January now. We're working through the transfer windows and free agency and all the different leagues and movement that's happening, and it's fun. We're just keeping up. We're just... Slowly watching it all happen. So we might thank get you guys. a snow day transfer news here this upcoming weekend for the union. Can you imagine? I know. We are supposed to get a snow day here in Philly. I don't know where if you guys are getting hit with snow in your various parts of the world, but for us here in Philly, we are getting Some our first snow. snow day of the year. Hey. <laughs> but yes, Sunday snow day for sure. So that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll be back here on Tuesday live at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Woo. time again. We will have plenty of things to, to watch. As Jose is even mentioning in the chat, yes, U.S. roster announcement. There There's go. just always, always things that are unfolding. Always some things happening around the soccer world. So we'll be keeping our eyes and ears peeled, as will you, and we'll be back here for more. So make sure you're following, keeping up with the articles Larry's writing, the content we're pumping out, the episodes we're dropping each and every week. We'll see you guys back here Tuesday. Have a great rest of your week. So for Tyler, JP, and myself, Renee, see ya from PHOI Union Podcast. Y'all silly like the